Good afternoon, everybody. This video comes with a warning, harrowing content coming up, the nature of these crimes. I mean, we are predominantly a true crime channel. We've covered some horrendous crimes on this channel. But when it comes to crimes against babies, it's a whole other level of revolting. And Jen several months ago as many of you know me and jen are having a baby could, could come any moment now jen several months ago she interviewed a woman who through medical mispractice negligence the woman was giving birth breach and the doctor did something that she shouldn't have done and the baby lost its head yeah literally and then afterwards they put it back on because the woman had to sit it's probably a call to give the woman the baby back. I was listening to this podcast and after 10 minutes, I was just almost in tears, absolutely sick to my stomach. And I have not been able to listen to the entirety of that podcast. It is very important that that podcast is out there though, that what that woman went through and what she's aiming to achieve now because she got no compensation. She got no recognition for what she was doing and it's a very important story if you missed that one i'll put it in the description box below this video at the top my point being there are levels of crimes and anyone who commits crimes against babies at the level of which lucy letby has done deserves to never get out of prison ever again for the rest of their lives. I am familiar with other cases like this. There was a case with a nurse in the UK years before. We watched The Good Doctor on Netflix whereby something that is a parallel is when these people get reported, it's in the interest of the hospital to not let it get out to the media or the police because then they will be legally liable there'll be a media meltdown so they harbor this behavior and as we saw in the good doctor they just move to different hospitals and it starts up all over again now these enablers in the medical establishment and we're going to get to them in Lucy Letby's case. These enablers in the medical establishment should be doing prison sentences as well, I believe. If you're watching this, put a one in the chat. If you think everybody who, when it was reported to them about Lucy Letby, all the medical establishment people who protected Lucy Letby and did not hold her accountable and ordered their colleagues to issue apologies and she was about to return to work put a one in the chat if you think these people should be going to bloody well prison as well you can see people, people in the ones in the chat already because they are co-conspirators in the murder of these babies babies helpless tiny little beings dependent on adults to survive can you imagine 
what they went through. And there were times when she did these things to them and it didn't work and she did it again. <sighs> it's disgusting. It's unanimously ones. Yeah, they should be shamed. All right, let's look at what's happened today. So a judge is ordered that she's going to be sentenced to a whole life term. If you're watching this in America, that's called natural life. Because quite often, you've got life with parole. In America, 25 years, you're up in front of the parole board and you can possibly get out. As far as it goes today, Lucy Letby will die behind bars. And she didn't even go to her sentencing hearing, which is causing people to call for laws to be introduced now. So whereby if you are getting sentenced for these monstrous crimes, you must be transported to your sentencing hearing because you are depriving the victims, these parents who lost their kids, you're depriving them of the full extent of justice under the law. She's been classified as the most prolific child serial killer in modern British history with a total of seven newborns dead and attempts to kill six more. There are only four women in the UK who have received the whole life order. And when I grew up, Myra Hindley was all over the news. She was the accomplice of Ian Brady, the Moors murderers, took these kids onto the Moors, made tape recordings of the things that they did to them. Rose West... Many of you are familiar with Fred and Rose West. They even killed one of their own kids and joked to the rest of the kids if they didn't behave, they'd end up under the bloody floorboards or the, the pavement or wherever it was. They, they buried that kid. Sickening. And then the triple killer, Joanna Dennehy, who we covered with Christopher Berry D on our Serial Killer podcast series. Yeah. So, because she did not attend the court, someone said the final act of wickedness from a coward. I have to agree with that. Can you believe she just ducked out of facing the final consequences? And it's calling for laws to be changed to force perpetrators to be introduced in the courtroom when the sentences get handed down. The families of the victims told how their world had been shattered by evil disguised as a caring nurse and they said to her that she is nothing. Issuing his sentencing remarks if she were still in the courtroom, Mr Justice Goss said, let be displayed a morbid fascination with seriously ill children and inflicted acute pain as they desperately fought for their lives. Oh, that's absolutely disgusting. He said, you acted in a way that was completely contrary to the normal human instincts of nurturing and caring for babies. Oh, this is hard. An engrossed breach of the trust that we citizens place 
in those in, who work in the medical and curing professions. The babies you harmed were born prematurely and some are at risk of not surviving. Can't even read this. <clears throat> I have to skip that bit. <sighs> the judge said the nurse prided herself on her professionalism, which enabled her to start harming children without suspicion, displaying malevolence bordering on sadism. <sighs> she attacked babies when other staff were on the breaks before keeping medical documents as re morbid records of her attacks. <clears throat> How can anyone do this to little babies? It's beyond me. The parents of baby A who was murdered in 2015 and his twin sister B who was attacked but survived told of their pain in a victim impact statement read out to the court. They said, we never got to hold our little boy. While he was alive, you took him away. What should have been the happiest times of our lives became our worst nightmare. <sighs> Charles C. weighed just one pound, 12 ounces <clears throat> when he was murdered. The mother described the overwhelming emotion she felt the first time she held her son. It was nothing like I had ever experienced before. My tiny boy, my firstborn, my son. The trauma of that night will live with us until the day we die. Knowing now his murderer was watching us like something out of a horror story. She blamed herself for his death and not protecting him. What if I had not gone to bed that night? Maybe we'd still be here. <sighs> the mother of Child D said Letby's wicked sense of entitlement had led her to claim lives that were not yours to take. The mother of Child E and Child F who survived said the world had shattered when we discovered evil disguised as a curing nurse. These parents had struggled through IVF with long fertility battles. Lucy was aware of our journey and deliberately caused significant harm and cruelty to our boys. Even in these final days of the trial, she has tried to control things. The disrespect she has shown the families in the court show what type of person she is. This was the final act of wickedness from a coward, her failure to appear in court. Child G, who she tried to murder while she weighed just one pound? <sighs> A tiny little one pound baby? <sighs> this child is now blind and must be fed through a tube? This is... This is like horror movie level stuff. You cannot conceive a human being would do this. 
the father told the court, every day I would sit there and pray. I would pray for God to save her. He did, he saved her. But the devil found her. His daughter would never have a sleepover with a best friend or go to a high school and graduate. She will never have a first kiss a boyfriend or get married. The parents of child I told the court that a part of us died with the loss of their daughter. Before this happened, she was a very content little girl who was like a full-term baby who often smiled and never cried. But after the attack, she was swollen. <sighs> and in a lot of pain. Child O and Child P's mother was haunted by vivid images and living in constant fear of anything else happening to her surviving children. The third son only survived after his parents begged medics at a nearby hospital to take him in. Regarding her not showing up in court, the judge said he has no power to force a defendant to attend the sentencing hearing. But the government has vowed to give judges power to do so. <clears throat> Let me refuse to give closure to her victims' families by admitting her crimes. With the closest, she came to acknowledging her guilt being a scrawled message on a post-it note which read... I am evil, I did this. Her parents attended every day but were not at the sentencing. The babies were so small they could fit in the palm of her hand. She injected them with er or insulin targeting a set of triplets and three sets of twins. In one case, a baby who survived was one pounds, two ounces. She overfed her with milk and injected milk into her stomach. She survived, but the brain damage she suffered, she isn't likely to ever walk or talk. Disgusting. Police are now reviewing the care of 4,000 babies she may have come into contact with. Most families have been warned their children may be victims. Detectives are said to have identified 30 other newborns they believe she attacked after review of incidents at the Countess of Chester Hospital where she worked. She was on duty for each of the unexplained collapses. All of the babies that survived, the guard reported the nurse, seem a seemingly goofy, innocent young woman who had Disney cuddly toys on her bed, found different ways to inflict indescribable, inhuman levels of pain. With some of the babies breaking into tortured screams, 
that the pediatricians had never ever heard before. Several had to take time off work to recover from the trauma. After each murder, she appeared animated and excited, offering to bathe, dress and take photos of her victims' bodies. Due to her lack of contrition, her motive remains unclear, but the prosecutor speculated that she got a thrill out of playing God. They also suggested she had been trying to impress a married doctor, knowing he'd be the one to come and help if she hurt kids in her care. She would even comfort the parents of kids she killed, even sending them sympathy cards after the funerals. Some were as young as 23 weeks. She told mothers and fathers, trust me, I'm a nurse. After she killed one, she texted a colleague and said, Dad was on floor crying, saying, please don't take our baby away when I took him to the mortuary. It's just heartbreaking. It was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. In one case, a senior nurse on duty had to repeatedly tell her to come out of a room where a grieving couple was spending their last moments with their son. The father said, She came in with a ventilated basket and told them, You've said your goodbyes. Do you want me to put him in here? This prompted his wife to tell her he's not dead yet. She some babies. She shoved hard plastic or wire tubes down their throats. Another suffered a ruptured liver. A violent injury compared by experts to injuries seen only in road accident victims. In one case, it was claimed she murdered one 10 week premature because she was angry that one of her friends she was texting did not understand why she was upset at being given a break from working in intensive care following the death of another baby. Also similar to the nurse Beverly Elliott, who was convicted of murdering four at, at two of Lincolnshire hospitals in Lincolnshire, she let be used insulin as one of the attack methods. In several of the cases it was suggested she attacked them because she wanted, oh, the married paediatrician, who she insisted was just a close friend but was suspected of having an affair with, to be crash called to the neonatal unit so they could try to save the children together, talk about treatments and sympathise with each other after the deaths. Professor David Wilson, who we've had on recently, he's been quoted in the mail today, and he's going to be back on the channel on Wednesday to talk about this case and the case of the guy who the state knew he was innocent of assaulting a woman but kept him in for 13 extra years. We're going to be talking about those on Atwood Unleashed on Wednesday. He's quoted in the mail today that this desperation to be acknowledged at work were signs of a hero complex and narcissism in Letby's personality. Placing herself at the centre of a crisis was also indicative of the mental condition Munchausen's, he said. This is Wilson um, giving his perspective. Asked by reporters on Monday if the government has ruled out holding a statutory inquiry, 
The Prime Minister's spokesman said, no, I think as you heard the Prime Minister say this morning, we are focused on the outcomes. The most important thing is to make sure families get the answers they need and that it's possible to learn the lessons, that it's done transparently and that it happens as quickly as possible and that's crucial and obviously we will have an inquiry on the right footing to achieve that. And whether the Prime Minister has any targets when the terms of reference will be set out, the spokesman said not at this stage. So they're trying to change the law so that these people have got to appear in court for the sake of the victims. Dr. John Gibbs, who has since retired, said managers closed their minds too soon to the possibility that Lucy Letby was killing or harming babies on the neonatal unit. And these are the people that need some kind of consequences for their actions because they are co-conspirators in the deaths of these kids. Small enough, little... How are Ziggy? How right now is Ziggy's nine pounds? These were one pounds? Like when you hold a little mouse? How can anyone do that to a kid that's already struggling for its life because its birth weight is so low? Gibbs told the Mail that he was shocked when Chief Executive Tony Chambers called the hospital's seven consultant pediatricians to a meeting in January 27 told them Letby had done nothing wrong and the hospital boss ordered medics to write a letter of apology to the nurse. Tony Chambers needs a criminal indictment. Remember that kid in Los Angeles? The eight-year-old that was tortured and murdered by his parents and they prosecuted social services, four members of social services? Criminally, Gabriel Fernandez, I think the kid, the case. Well, Tony Chambers needs to be prosecuted criminally just as they prosecuted the services, social services, in the case of Fernandez. By this stage, Letby, 33, had been working in an office job at the hospital for seven months, having been removed following the death of two triplets on consecutive shifts in June 2016. She was hoping to return to the unit after internal grievance apparently found no evidence of wrongdoing. Well, it's oftentimes in the best interests of the medical establishment to find no wrongdoing so that they can't be held accountable and hopefully the, the deaths will stop or this person will move to another hospital. As we saw in The Good Doctor. And it was even fictionalised in Fargo Season 4. And you guys watch Fargo Season 4. They've got the serial killer nurse. They know what she's doing. She knows they're not going to go to the cops. She even forces them to give her a reference. A job reference. And she just moves to another hospital. There are perverse incentives for hospitals to protect serial killers of babies. And this needs to be addressed by the government. Because this is the most sickening crime. This has got to be some of the most sickening crimes we've ever covered in the history of this channel. Dr. Gibbs said he felt intimidated by Chambers, who told the consultants at the meeting that he was drawing a line under the matter. 
Gibbs' colleague, Dr. Stephen Brearley, told the BBC that the medics were warned that there would be consequences if they refused to write an apology to a serial killer of babies. How do things get so upside down? Gibbs said there was a difficult meeting at the end of January 2017 where all us paediatricians met with senior managers, including the chief exec, the director of nursing and the medical director. We were told how stressful it had all been for Lucy Letby, and a letter from her was read out explaining how unfair we paediatricians had been. All these senior managers are co-conspirators in the deaths of those little angels. We were told the chief executive had met with her and her father, and we were told to write a letter of apology to Lucy Letby. It seemed inappropriate, but the whole of the meeting shocked me. At the end, I remember the chief exec saying he was drawing a line under the issue, and he ran his finger across the desk. He looked at all of us and said, Do you understand? I did feel to some extent intimidated. Well, chief exec, you enabled this, and you almost had her back doing this to even more innocent, tiny little kids fighting for their lives. I hope you are no longer working in the medical establishment and I hope that criminal charges are pending. He said the consultants wrote the letter of apology but added, we didn't feel it was justified, we didn't apologise for raising concerns at all, we didn't say anything about whether we felt those concerns were true or not. We were apologising to Lucy Letby for any inappropriate comments that may have been made and for the distress that had been caused. We left it more general. The consultants said they felt they had no choice but to continue trying to get the police involved for the sake of the patients. It was the cops who came in and stopped it. The hospital was putting her back to work. Giving her access again to start this all over again. They wrote to Mr Chambers to put it on the record that they were still worried about the deaths and the fact that two independent reviews by the Royal College of Paediatricians and Child Health and a specialist neonatologist from London had failed to address whether a member of staff could be responsible. Well, Royal College of Paediatricians and Child Health, specialist from the neonat specialist neonatologist from London, you are all co-conspirators in what's happened here. Gibbs added, we began to realise that we were in a direct confrontation with managers and we had no choice but to fight and to make sure the police got involved. By that stage, it was us or her. I mean, how hard is this? You have abnormal deaths. There is a certain member of staff present or has access to all those babies at the deaths. Process of elimination, it is this person. This person gets a desk job. The deaths stop. Not rocket science, folks. Come on. Protecting your own asses and trying to not cause a scandal and have to pay out millions to parents who've lost their kids protecting your own careers enabling serial killers scum of the earth eventually in april 2017 mr chambers agreed to meet the chairman of the local child death overview panel and a cop who sat on the panel within minutes of listening to the consultant's fears about let be the per told Mr. Chambers he had to call the police. Within minutes, common sense prevailed. But no, take it to the 
bureaucracy in the hospital, your direct superiors, where was common sense then? You need to write a, an apology letter to Lucy Letby and we're going to get her back off her desk job so she can kill more kids. Asked why he thought management was so reluctant to involve police for so long, Gibbs said, I think they could not accept and could not believe that a member of staff could be killing a series of patients in hospital. Like this hasn't happened before. For the parents, trusting a nurse, it's probably so far removed that this could possibly happen to them. But if you are in the bureaucracy and you are aware this has happened before in America and in the UK, your antennae should be up when experienced staff members are telling you they have concerns over kids who've died. But, quote, they could just not believe it was possible. I've been told that some of the senior nurses were strongly defending Lucy Letby and they just couldn't believe she'd do anything. Well, they're idealistic. I think they managers closed their minds to the fact that she could have done that too soon. It is a shame that despite all us paediatricians expressing concerns, our clinical experience and our repeated observations that these deaths were outside our normal experience. They were unnatural and unusual. The advice wasn't heeded. Another doctor said that it was telling that Mr. Chambers was a nurse before moving into management. Alison Kelly and Karen Reese, two other managers on the executive team, were also nurses. You wonder whether they were simply protecting one of their own and became blinkered by that. Of course they were. Gibbs said he had mixed emotions about the guilty verdicts. I feel some relief that the jury had come to conclusions in some of the cases and that the jury determined the truth. But of course, it is devastating for the families. It's devastating for everyone. He said it was telling that in the seven years since Letby had left, there had been just one death on the neonatal unit. Exactly. You take the person out of the equation, if the death stop, it's obviously that person. It's as simple as that. How hard was it to put that in your mind and realize this was the killer protecting your asses asked if he wished to respond to dr gibbs claims chambers referred to a statement issued on friday after the guilty verdicts he confirmed he would give evidence in an independent inquiry adding it was the right place to explore these complex issues second in Absolutely sickening. him. Looking at some of these messages that Lucy let be um, put into text. Following today's hearing, Detective Chief Inspector Nicola Evans said, Today, Lucy Letby has been handed a whole life order. The sentence reflects the true scale and gravity of her horrific crimes and ensures that a calculated and dangerous individual is behind bars for a very long time. It should have been sooner, but yes. Nothing will bring back the babies who died or take away the pain and suffering experienced by all of the families over the years, but I hope that the significant sentence will bring some comfort at this dark time. The victim impact statements read out in court on behalf of the parents are a chilling reminder of the pain and suffering that each family has had to endure over the years. And I read those earlier on. And they were absolutely heartbreaking. 
Hearing their own experiences in their own words has been truly heartbreaking. That's what the cops added. I would once again like to say thank you to the families for putting your trust in us and for supporting an investigation running for six years. A trial that has spanned 12 months. Our thoughts remain with you all. It's an incredibly difficult time. You are truly remarkable and will always have a place in our hearts. This gets into more details then of what happens to the babies and I, I can't I can't read that stuff again. I can't read it. Maybe um when we have Professor Tim Wilson back on Wednesday on Atwood Unleashed and we are gonna be covering this case again. Maybe um it's just hard today reading what the parents said. It's really hard. And I'm sure many of you in the chat understand. I'm going to look at the chat now. So we we do hope to see some of you in Atwood Unleashed tomorrow. You know, they said that our baby is growing half a pound a week. So we estimate he's like eight and a half pounds and nine pounds right now. Jen still hasn't. Um, he's holding on to the womb. He must be really comfortable in there, really loving life in there, taking all of Jen's nutrients and resources. Um, but when I started to read what about these babies that were a pound, that just, I, I didn't know until I read this article the extent of that these were babies that had already struggled to be alive they were fighting little fighters to get to the point where they were out of the womb and they were just over a pound in weight for them to be alive and for this evil person thank you for the um super chat chat for this evil person to do that to the most innocent forms of life in existence that were struggling to stay alive is the most disgusting stuff I've ever come across in terms of people committing crimes and we know how the prisoners treat people who've committed crimes like this I'm not going to say anything more to that um, Jen handed me she's had some more some people, more people have sent gifts some more of you kind viewers sent gifts for, the, for baby Ziggy I'm just going to read the thank yous Claire, Neil, Sienna and Cobe Mango Chunky, thank you. David Macmillan, our podcast guest. He sent a, a bottle cleaner apparatus technology. Thank you, David. Much love. Sharon. Sharon added, may little Ziggy have wild man adventures. Oh, thank you. We've changed Ziggy's middle name to Wilder in memory of wild man. And we also thank John, Cheryl, Jenny, Holly, Diane, Fiona, Mr. A, Angela and Linda. Oh, that was one of the hardest stories to ever cover. Uh, my, my my brain's gone a bit out of sync. And Atwood Unleashed is Wednesday, that's correct. I did say tomorrow. Um, covering this story has, has um, discombobulated my mind. Atwood Unleashed, sorry, is on Wednesday. Um, oh, Liz, thank you. Um, I'll put I'll put the, the wish list. There's, Jen... The viewers asked us to start an Amazon wish list for the baby gifts. I'll put it in the description box. You basically just go on it, pick a gift, and it gets automatically delivered to us from Amazon. 
Yeah, thank you for that. And I've also put in the description box the interview Jen did with the woman who was giving birth and the baby's baby was decapitated by the nurse. It's such an important story. Check it out. I listened to 10 minutes of it. I, I couldn't I couldn't listen to it. It was too much for me, but I do urge people supporting the mum who came on and told us that story. It's so important. All right. Much love wherever you are in the world. Take care of yourselves. Be safe. Take care of the kids and babies of this world. There are all kinds of people out there. Remember the, the podcast guests whose baby, they almost got snatched in London. These people come in all shapes and forms to harm babies and kids. And it's our duty to shine a light on them and to raise awareness and to be vigilant and to protect them. Thank you for watching this. We will be back on Wednesday without...